let's take a second to fall back and let go of all the summer heat that we've all been through. Unless you're in the southern southern hemisphere and get rid of all that winter coldness. I think that's how hemispheres work. But anyways, regardless of all that, this is episode number seven of your favorite quarterly podcast, The Seasonal Anime Checkup. Once again, I am your host, Jared, and I'm going to start things off here with a, with a Snapple fact. This is Snapple fact number 33. I think this is the lowest one I've ever gotten. Shout out to Snapple Apple. We're not sponsored by Snapple Apple. Sponsor us, Snapple Apple. <laughs> Termites eat through wood two times faster when listening to rock music. So don't listen to rock music or else your house will get eaten up faster. That's the word of the day. <laughs> Anyways, thank you once again, if you have joined us before, for tuning in to the Seasonal Anime Checkup. If this is your first time listening, here's what we do here. We go back and look at the past season of anime which would be summer season of 2015 we'll take a look ahead to the fall season and you know we'll talk about some anime movies if there's any in the works or if we've seen any or look at some backlog stuff that we've watched regardless we're going to talk a lot about anime and we're going to do this four times a year that's why it's a quarterly podcast and your favorite quarterly podcast at that thank you for listening wherever you're listening to whether it be on soundcloud youtube itunes or at SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com. It's the website that spawned from this podcast. It's where I talk about anime and stuff. And also, thank you to all the people that listened to the last episode, episode number six, which covered spring and summer anime 2015. Good number of people listened to that. I appreciate it. Thank you. So, let's move on to... Let's move on to talk about anime, shall we? The big thing I, I guess I have to mention here is that we're going to talk about spoilers, so... If there's a show that I, I talk about and you haven't seen it or in the middle of watching it or plan to watch it, you should probably skip ahead until we're done talking about that show because more than likely there will be some spoiler talk, especially about season finales, plot points, characters, characters dying, all that sort of jazz. So let's go ahead and uh, transition and talk about the summer season 2015. And firstly... We're going to go to the iPhone, not the Skype machine, because usually this would be, I have guests sometimes on here. Usually I would have my buddy Chris from astartbselect.com. He, we would usually Skype in, go to the Skype machine and call him, talk to him about anime. But unfortunately, due to scheduling conflicts, if you've, if you've noticed, if you have, if you listen to our other podcast, Mario Kart 1 Starcat, which is on like a two-month hiatus at this point, his work issues have kind of prevented us from doing podcasts at the, at the time being, so... For now, he messaged me about some of the shows he watched, and we're going to go through them briefly, mostly because they're bulletproof, bullet point, not bulletproof, I don't know where I got that from, bullet point style, and it would be a little weird to have those in where the shows are, so here are the shows that Chris watched. He watched School Live, Charlotte, Actually I Am, Danchi Guy, and Wakagazake. I think that's all from the season. Wishes, it's the, the, the card anime, I know that. Wasn't this season, but I watched that. Watched, but I watched some. Same as Raka. Actually, I am bleh. If I wanted to watch fan service vampire related anime, I'd stick with Rosario Vampire. This guy is the vampire expert. So if you're, <laughs> if you want an authoritative stance on that stuff, Chris is the guy to to, to go to. Charlotte was amazing until the time travel. Shit. That kind of ruined it for me in terms of being extremely hooked and into it. The end was crazy sad in a good way, and it was the only anime ending this season I was okay with. School Alive made me laugh, cry, and angry. Everything was great until the ending. The final moments were blah, and Tarumaro dying made me want to die. 
Well, thank you once again, Chris. You can uh, you can find Chris at acerbselect.com whenever that website actually becomes a website again. Currently, it's just like a holding page for his Twitch stuff and all that stuff. But hey, someday that, that will be a website again. And hopefully next time we'll be able to hit the Skype machine again and have him on for some more detailed thoughts. So I always appreciate his thoughts. So it's a different ask. It's a different. Uh, it's a different look at anime than what I usually give. But anyways, I'm gonna talk about the shows that I watched. There's like, there's quite a few of them this this season. It usually happens with summer because you know not much is happening in the summer. Don't necessarily have school, and gives me time to watch a bunch of shows. So let's start off with Baby Step season two, the second half of that. The latter half of season two of Baby Steps continues the show's ascendance to the top echelon of sports anime. This time, we get to see Baro develop more as an athlete, his relationship with Natsu continue, and to see how close he can get to his goal. There was one episode in particular where I was on the edge of my seat as if I was watching an actual sporting event. That's very rare to happen for me in a fictionalized sport. Baby Steps just continually gets better and better, which is why it is even more depressing that there was no confirmation of a third season in the season finale. Hopefully, this show is able to come back and if you have yet to watch this show yet, hop on the bandwagon, because it is the perfect time to do so, and this was the best show of the summer season. I'll be writing a longer column discussing why this show is one of the best sports anime shows currently, so look for that on the website soon. Which is also a good reminder for myself to, hey, you need to write that thing. In the midst, you know, writing midterm papers and all that stuff. Write an article for your website. <laughs> Let's talk about Classroom Crisis. This was the definition of a solid show. It wasn't necessarily great, but week in and week out, Classroom Crisis was good on a consistent basis. Of course, I normally wouldn't associate political intrigue and romance, but putting these two things together somehow worked. Add in the futuristic setting and it is a solid recipe for Classroom Crisis attaining success. Characterization was the top aspect of the show with all the main characters being fairly different, but written very, very well. It was quite fun to see the various villains over the course of the season get their comeuppance. The only downside was the seemingly meaningless addition of a love triangle in the season finale, which if this show ever gets a second season, that is fleshed out, hopefully that is fleshed out and not a huge plot point, apparently I can't type. Classroom Crisis is not going to be the best show of the season, but it is definitely worth a watch if you have the time. This season's big nostalgia hit was probably Dragon Ball Super. It is still hard for me to believe that this exists. If I were to go back 15 years and tell my 10 year old self that, the, that this show was going to be a thing, I'd probably not believe it. Dragon Ball Super's first arc thus far is a retelling of the Battle of Gods movie that came out a few years back. This was kind of a bummer for me since I've already seen it, but it's not a deal breaker. It's fun to see all these characters I grew up with in a weekly televised format again. There were people who were throwing fits about certain animation errors and bad animation seen in select episodes. I addressed this in a column on the site, but this really is not as big as, big of a deal as people are making it out to be. Dragon Ball Z had all of these problems, and people adore it. Although these issues will be fixed in home re releases later on, and to harp on them is really just an advent that we have the means to go frame by frame on anything video related. Besides, doing weekly shows is not an easy feat. Just watch Shirobaku if you want to educate yourself on how bad studios can have it in terms of putting out a weekly series. To get back on track though, if you have the nostalgia for Dragon Ball at all, check this out. It's a trip. Speaking of shows that have another half of a season, Durara Raw Season 2 came back after taking the season off. And to put the second, third now, I guess, of season two out there? Let's talk about it. The second part of season two of Durara Raw continued the downward spiral of Mikado. It has been strange to watch his character from season one divulge from to, into where it is today. Though I suppose it is not too surprising since he created the dollars as a means to combat boredom. 
Kida has returned to Ikabukuro and reformed the Yellow Scarves as a means to combat the dollars. I'm sure the next portion of Season 2, there will be a huge clashing, clashing between these two gangs. I put games there. That's not what I meant. Gangs. And between Mikado and Kida as well. Also, poor Izaya. Another season's finale comes and something bad happens to him. The guy can't catch a break. At this point, I wouldn't be surprised if the season ends and a good majority of main characters die with how things are going. That show is ending, or is, is heading on the path to just bad stuff's going to happen in the finale of season two, whenever that is, since, it, since that show's taking another month, or another season off, and I think it's going to premiere the third part of season two in winter... Winter 2016, yeah. I had to think, like, the winter 2015? No, that happened earlier this year. Another strong contender for show of the season, Ore Monogatari, a.k.a. My Love Story. The anti-shoujo trope shoujo continued its excellence here in the summer season. That's a really weird sentence that I wrote. Although it did throw forth some typical tropes in the latter half of the season to try and break this trend. Near the end of the season, we got another love triangle. It seems as if it was going to wreck the Super Cup couple of Takio and Yamato. Of course, this was actually a way for Takio to gain more self-confidence because Yamato was sure as hell not going to leave him. The show also tried to give Suna a love interest in a very strange way with a girl who had been watching him since grade school. Of course, Suna, in his ways to avoid being in a shoujo show, declined this prospect. The latter half of the show was still on par with the first half, so if you dug that, you'll, be, you'll still be in good hands here. Or if you've yet to watch, take some time and do so. You won't be disappointed. But speaking of being disappointed, let's talk about Raka, Braves of the Six Flowers. To say that Raka had problems is an understatement. I really had hopes that this show would be a lot of fun, but that did not end up being the case. First things first, it's a shame that most of the females in the show are scantily dressed. This is supposedly a fantasy setting. What good is it going to do if you're trying to fight demons and trying, that are trying to kill you and have your bodies exposed? It's just dumb fan service to serve as off material. Second part is that the story fell very flat near the end. The whodunit concept is a great one, if you can pull it off. Raka tried to hit a home run and whiffed hard and struck out. Making the seventh the princess was almost too obvious and then to go ahead and introduce a new character immediately afterwards and make everyone question everything again was so f***ing stupid. I get you want to try and tease another season, but this just makes me never want to watch this show ever again. It could have been so much better, but Raka is a big disappointment. Moving on to shows that I thought was going to be a disappointment, but ended up being the surprise of the season. School Live. School Live was the breakout surprise of the seasons for me. I believe when I read the preview on the last episode that I figured that it wouldn't be anything special. Boy, was I wrong. School Live took the zombie concept and ran with it by making the first episode lure you into a false sense of security before hitting you with the big reveal at the end. There were times when episodes kind of lulled when there wasn't a big reveal, but when School Live did a big reveal, it hit hard. Personally, I thought the ending was a bit safe with having none of the main characters die except Taramaru, but when you're doing a, ma a manga adaptation, you are kind of handcuffed to that. There were also some issues with fan service that felt gross considering how young the girls are supposed to be. Especially in a survival type show, it's not really needed. I'd be curious to see if they do a second season, which felt like it was teased with the post credit scene, but overall, this was a really good surprise. Up next, Seiyu's Life or Sora Ga Seiyu. I've said how much I like Shirobako on this show, a lot, but Seiyu's life really reminded me of that in a way that showed another aspect of the anime industry. This time, we get to see how voice actors and actresses work, especially when you're an up-and-coming and struggling. 
Also, kudos to the show for hiring a rookie voice actress, I put rooking, not rookie, for the main role of Futaba, which means, which makes it a tad more of an authentic experience. The addition of actual voice actors and actresses playing themselves and giving advice, that's my phone going off, to the main characters was a good touch and allows viewers to get an inside look at them as people. Plus, it was fun to play the spot the Persona voice actor game. The show is not nearly as good as Shirobako in general, but it's still a fun look at a certain aspect of anime, at the anime industry, and it's just a fun show altogether. Now let's take a look at Wagneria. I, I, I keep thinking like I'm going to mispronounce that horribly, and I probably am. Or working. Comedy and anime never seems like it's an easy thing to pull off. There are shows that have done it well that we covered on the show, like Gekkon Shoujo Nozoki-kun, but most try and use dirty jokes or fan service for cheap, cheap attempts at humor. Working goes in a different direction and makes its humor weird. It's one of those styles of humor that you'll either get or think is completely stupid. For me, it totally clicked, and watching all three seasons during this past season really helped as I was able to see jokes evolve over the three seasons and even storylines culminate through each season. It's certainly a show that you need to watch everything else to get all the intricacies between characters and jokes, but if you put forth the time and effort, you'll be rewarded. The third season ends strangely by leaving things up in the air, but it was announced that there will be a one-hour series finale special airing at a later date that will tie everything up. It's kind of a bummer that we don't get the conclusion right away, but the fact that they are putting forth this much effort into making the series finale special makes me feel good. Our final show that I'll be talking about for the summer season is Waka Kozake. Waka Kozake is a very chill anime. Not in a Netflix and chill kind of way that's trying to get in your pants, but it is a show that's very relaxing. Each episode is only two minutes long, and is about a woman my age trying out different food. You can marathon through the entire season in the time it would take you to watch one normal length episode, episode of a show, and I would highly, highly suggest that. Waka Kozake is a fun and a good look, or a good way to look at new foods you might want to try. Just maybe don't watch it while hungry. Uh, shout out to Austin Walker on the Giant Beast cast for the recommendation in one of their Crunchyroll adverts. If you want a good video game podcast, that's that's one to go for. Finally, we are going to the we're going to go to the emails. Our first email for this podcast, as strange as that sounds, Peter emailed Jared at seasonalanimecheckup.com to give his thoughts about World Trigger. World Trigger is an adaptation of the manga by the same name by Daisuke Asahara. I've been a fan of this manga since it was serialized in Weekly Jump. Despite an e uneven beginning, the excellent se sequential art, the strong attention to theme and characterization, and the ability to, de to depict complex tactical combat have made it a favorite of mine. Unfortunately, the anime adaptation, done by who else, Toei Animation, simply doesn't live up to its source material. While it's fundamentally the same story, Toei added some original scenes here and there, but, knew but did no other major changes. The production values are astonishingly bad. And to be clear, when I say that it's poorly produced, I don't just mean cheap animation, although it certainly has that in spades. I mean that it is very poorly, very poorly directed, and Toei went way too far in padding out each episode. As for the padding, in addition to the 2-3 to three minutes of recap each episode, the series is full of talented voice actors, artists, doing painfully slow line reads, complete with obvious and unnatural pauses, just like that line. <laughs> the dialogue is so, is so obviously slowed down in order to fill more time. And as for the direction, well, it's just a mess. Missing establishing shots, necessary reaction shots cut so short that it demolishes the scene's pacing, and a whole bunch of directional snafus. Let me give you one example. In one scene, a 13-year-old Chika Amatori is conversing with two other characters, Reiji Kizaki, a massive mountain of a man, and Yutaro, who is a six-year-old and barely comes up to her, ra her waist. 
Reiji speaks, and there's a shot of her looking up at him and responding. Then, Yutaro says something, and they recycle the exact same shot for her response to him, so that she continues, continues staring up into the camera while, while talking to a young boy around her ankles. It just looks immediately brazenly wrong. These issues are a much bigger problem than cheap animation could ever be. Bad animation can be fixed for the home video release, but these kind of issues can't be fixed without redoing the whole scene. It's not all bad news. The voice cast does an admirable job despite the slow read constraints they're working under, and the series does improve over time. I'd even call some of the later episodes genuinely good, but ultimately, the production values are simply too bad to bear. If the premise intrigues you, read the manga instead. It's by far the better version. The other things that I know about World Trigger is that I watched the first episode and I was just like, eh, not for me. And that the current IWGP heavyweight champion, Kazuchika Okada, did like voice acting work for one of the episodes. That's all I know. But yeah, thanks to, thanks to Peter for that. That's a, it's a real it's a real good insight on, on, on that show and some of the issues that I guess it has. Moving on, let's let's talk about some movies. Exactly, we're going to talk about one movie, in fact. The Psychopaths movie, which finally came out and was available for viewing for, let's say, English audiences because it got subtitled. If you were like me and disappointed in how season two of Psychopaths ended up, you'll be very excited to hear that the movie is nothing like that. The Psychopaths movie harkens back to season one where Akane and Kogami are bad guys shit up. Plus, we finally get to see what Kogome has been up to and why he had disappeared during season two. The main plot of the movie is Akane is sent out to investigate why this island that has taken up the civil system is having such a civil war. Of course, nothing is as it seems when she meets up with Kogome and decides to fight back. If you dig season one of Psychopaths, this will be right up your alley. You'll feel right at home. And since that's the only movie I watched in summer season, or at least the, the time of summer season, we're going to move on to the backlog, which I actually had a lot of backlog stuff, which I guess, you know, hey, having free time means you're going to have some time to, to watch some stuff. But firstly, let's head back to the phone. Let's go to a friend of the site, Haley, who unfortunately didn't have a lot of time to give more thoughts on shows that she watched, but she has been a really big fan of Akase no Yona, Yona the Dawn, and she had this to say about Yona, which I'm going to try and be as, uh, as concise and factual about her quote as possible <clears throat> yona slay times 100 that's that's <laughs> that is her opinion of yona the dawn thank you Haley. for my opinion let's go let's go to the script here akasuke no yona is fantastic i really just sped through akasuke there i could just end the review right there but i suppose i should elaborate the character progression of Yona throughout the season is top-notch. She goes from being the standard princess and not knowing what to do, to bad woman who's going to kick ass if you mess with her crew. There's also little to no fan service when it comes to Yona. If there is any, it usually deals with the guys, especially that OVA which turns into an episode of Free, almost. My only gripe of the show is that the ending felt extremely rushed, and it felt like the end to the first arc, rather than the first season. With there, being, with there still being no signs of a season 2 as of this recording, the ending of the show still feels bad rather than a cliffhanger. Hopefully, this will soon be rectified with a Season 2 announcement. Hopefully. Also, in the backlog, I watched K, which is getting a second season in fall, which we'll talk about later on. K was a weird show for me, because I liked it, but I can't really remember anything major about it. I remember it had this sci-fi feel mixed in with gangs, and also a mystery of the main, if the main character is this bad guy that everyone's hunting or not. Everything else feels like a blur, which is strange, since it's not like it was a long time ago that I watched it. Maybe getting around to watching that movie and the forthcoming season 2 will help. Regardless, you should probably watch K and then remind me what happens. Nisekoi. Oh, Nisekoi. I really wanted to like Nisekoi. 
I think Chitoge is a fun character and the most interesting. Everything else just kind of fell apart when, of course, it went super duper harem, which I knew going in. Maybe I was being naive and thinking that it wouldn't be that bad. But when they introduced a third female character that was, of course, into the main character, I was forced to tap out. If anything, this show just reminded me why I usually stay away from harem-esque shows. Sailor Moon! Not Sailor Moon Crystal, like classic, classic Sailor Moon. 92 Sailor Moon. The continuous rewatch of Sailor Moon finally was able to continue since my internet can actually handle Hulu again. Thumbs up. Sailor Moon remains great, and I finally re reached where there are five Sailor Senshis. Also, I reached the portion that was in the English dub, the, the classic English dub, not the new one, where Sailor Moon says, oh my god, I can't believe it, he's tuxing the mask, really fast and quick, that makes me laugh every time I see it. If you've not seen that clip, go to YouTube and I think just type in, like, tuxedo mask reveal English dub, it's fantastic. I'm very eager to get deeper in and see what I've been missing all of these years. Trust me, 10-year-old Jared would be like, why are you watching Sailor Moon? That's for girls. Because 10-year-old Jared was not smart about these sort of things. Samurai Flamenco! Samurai Flamenco is my jam. It makes me sad I never watched it last year. At the same time, though, I might not have appreciated it as much if I had watched it then compared to now. It's a very goofy show that crosses genres fast and effectively. One minute, it's a standard superhero show with an added mix of magical girls who stomp on bad guys' d and then the next minute, it's gone full Power Rangers. Samurai Flamenco is certainly a show that will be hit or miss for some people, especially with these sudden changes, but for those that appreciate either the genres or the silly nature of the show itself, that will be rewarded with something you don't see every day in anime or television in general. Say I love you. Just go ahead, say it. I'll, I'll wait. Alright? Okay. This was your typical shoujo romance show that you've probably seen a thousand times. For me, though, I'm basically addicted to these shows, no matter how many I watch or how many me off. I can't get enough of this fluff. Say I Love You didn't set the world on fire in this genre, but that didn't matter when I marathon through half the season to see what happens next. It's not a smart thing to do when you have to be up early, so learn from me there, especially when you have to be up at like 6.30 a.m. It's not a good idea. Either way, if you like these type of shows, you'll probably find enjoyment here. And finally... Let's finish uh, the backlog segment with Toradora. Toradora, compared to our last show, is a different type of beast in terms of shoujo romance shows. In fact, you don't even get a true conclusion to the romance until the final episodes of the series. That doesn't negate your enjoyment, however, because you'll be wrapped up in all of the main characters and their adventures. This is, all, this is also very well written, with characters calling each other out on bullshit if needed be, especially Ami, who is quick to do this. You also see friends not wanting to betray friends, friends coming to each other's aid when need be, and knock down drag out fights that aren't your prototypical slap fest between girls. Toradora is a boatload of fun, and highly recommended if you're like me and hadn't seen it yet. Whew. That's what 3,000 words on a script will get you. Let's... Let's transition. Let's see how long we've gone. We're going about almost half hour. Let's talk about fall season 2015. There's a lot of shows coming. There's also a lot of sequels to shows coming. But let's, uh, let's just dive right in. Starting off with... Aikatsu 4 from Sunrise is the fourth season of Aikatsu. Also, uh, fair warning, once again, as I usually do with these, I'm going to butcher names. I'm going to butcher titles. Just, it's going to happen. I'm sorry. I apologize in advance. Brave Beats. This is from... I don't know. That's a good question. It doesn't say on here. Weird. Uh, the story follows Hibiki Kazaguruma, a sixth grader who meets an amusing little robot named Burikin. While coming home from school one day, Burikin, a dancer from an alternate dimension dance world, challenged the dance king for the throne and lost. 
he has been deprived of dance stones, the stones of dance power, and sent to the human world. To restore his power, Burekin must collect all the dance stones that are scattered around Earth. Meanwhile, the dance stones cause chaos in the human world. To retrieve the dance stones, Burekin fuses with Hibiki and transforms into a dance hero. Cardfight Vanguard G Gears Crisis Hen is the second season of Cardfight Vanguard G series. Only thing I know about Cardfight Card Fight Vanguard is when they sponsored New Japan Pro Wrestling for like a brief minute. Comment Lucifer, Lucifer from 8-Bit. The story takes place on the planet Gift, where precious crystals called Gift GM are buried in the Earth. A young man named Sogo lives in Garden Indigo, a prosperous mining town. Sogo's hobby is to collect rare crystals. One day, he gets wrapped up in a riot caused by his classmates, Kaon, Kaon, Roman, and Otto, and he loses his way until he finds a lake deep under the ground's mining ruins. There, he meets a mysterious girl with blue hair and red eyes that case straight ahead. The story follows the adventure of what happens after this meeting. Concrete Revolu Revolutio, Shoujin Genso from Bones. The stage is set in another Japan as a banquet of diverse superhumans unfolds. In an imaginary age of gods about 20 years after the war, Japan has grown and developed by leaps and bounds. What if all the superhumans ever written about in fictional stories existed at the same time? Superhumans who came into existence through different circumstances and who are special in different ways. Titans from outer space, life forms from a mystical world, phantoms and goblins from ancient times, cyborgs created by scientists, relics that rose out of the ruins of ancient civilization, and the list goes on. One segment of these superhumans makes no secret of their existence and has gained popularity in society. Others cloak their identities and fight in secrecy. There are enemies of superhumans as well, organizations that operate in the shadows. The Japanese government has taken measures to secure peace and order. One is the establishment of an organization under the Ministry of Health and Welfare, the Overpopulation Research Laboratory, aka the Superhuman Bureau. Their mission is to identify and approach superhumans and oversee and safeguard them. One member of the Superhuman Bureau, Jiro Hideyoshi, is a protagonist of the series. Ooh, that is a lengthy uh, synopsis. Dance with Devils by Brainspace. The story revolves around Rika Tachibana, a female second-year high school student who attends Shiko Academy in Shiko Town. She enjoyed her school life while living with her mother, Maria, but one day that balance fell into ruin. The anime is a story of Rika being loved and being attracted to demons. Gakasun Gakusen Toshi Asterisk Inversia Meteor Storm, an unprecedented, unprecedented disaster that struck the world during the 20th century. Because of this disaster, numerous cities around the world were destroyed. However, within the meteor, an unknown element called mana, the all-encompassing element, was discovered which allowed human technology to make rapid strides. This also gave rise to a new species of human born with unique skills, the Star Paul's Generation, or Genestella. The setting for this world's greatest comprehensive battle spectacle, the Festas, or the Star Warrior Festivals, is an academy city above the water surrounded by six academies called Rika, also known as Asterisk. Having transform or transferred into Seidouken Academy in order to fulfill his own wish, scholarship student Ayoto Amagiri swears he too will fight in the city. Burning Souls Race. This curtain or the curtain rises on the school battle spectacle. As from A1 Pictures, your favorite <laughs> adaptation house. Garo Guru no Tsuki, producer Maso Maruyama, announced an animation announced that animation studio Mappa's Otakon Otakon panel, Otakon Otakon whatever. That's the second Garo Hano no Kukinen television anime series is listed for this October. Unlike the first Garo anime, this series will be in the Jidaigeki period drama set in the 
Heian period, it will have a female protagonist. Welcome to Jared Butchers over all of those words in that synopsis. Gochuman wa Usagi Desuka from White Fox. Second season of that. That's how I get out of reading synopsises. Uh, Haikyuu Season 2 from Production IG. It's the second season of Haikyuu. Super hyped for that. Heavy Object from JC, JC Staff. The science fiction, war action, science fiction war action story revolves around objects, powerful massive weapons that change the course of warfare, and elite object pilots. An odd elite girl named Melinda meets Quinzar, a student who aims to become an object mechanic, with a soldier in training Havia on a snowy battlefield. Hidden no Aria AA from Dogakobo. A young girl idolizes the world-renowned S-ranked Butai Kanzake H. Aria and plans to follow in her footsteps. Not footsteps. However, her test grades her out as only an E-rank. Guess that makes sense. All is not lost, however, as Aria agrees to have or to give her some pointers. Can Aria keep this new help this newcomer become a first-rate Butai? What are words? They're hard. Hokuto no Ken Ichigo Aji. The spinoff centers on a fun version of the Holy Empire Emperor Souther as he tries to find ways to become friends with Kenshiro, demonstrates his party techniques, and sometimes parties or plays with Goshisei. K, Return of Kings from Gohans. It's the second season of K. There's also a huge synopsis, but I'm just going to say it's the second season of K. I think it follows the movie as well. Kamesama uh, Kame Minare Himitsu no Kokotama from Oriental Light and Magic. Kokotama are tiny gods born from the thoughts and feelings of objects that people use with great care. The fact that Kokotama wear the part of the egg they hatch out of as, of, as underwear is proof that they are still apprentices. Okay. <laughs> the Kokotama use the mysterious magic, and they train hard to be used of humans and to become full gods. They live inside human houses and stealthily move around to help humans find things they have lost, although they make many mistakes. Mobile Suit Gundam, Tekasu no Orphans. I know there's an English subtitle to that, but I don't remember what it is. It's from Sunrise. 300 years after a great conflict between Earth and Mars, known as the Calamity War, a woman named Cordelia sets out on a journey to Earth to speak for the independence of the Martian city of Christ, which is under the control of Earth, the Earth government. Escorting her is the private security company CGS members Mikazuki August and Orga Itsuka. When a group named Galahorn attacks CGS, that's a, that's a destiny weapon, what are you talking about? And, Kodori, and Cordelia, Orga, sorry, the synopsis is bugging out there and, and Cordelia Orga sees this as a chance to rebel against CGS and launch a coup. Mikazuka and Orga are thrust into a new conflict. To fend off Galahorn, Mikazuka Mikazuki rides an old mobile suit from the Calamity War powered by a nuclear reactor, the Gundam Bobbit Barbatos. Barbados. Barbados. There we go. Barbados. I know how to read words. <laughs> Kendaichi is shown in no Jinkenbu R2 from Toei Animation. This year's 33rd anime or 33rd issue of Konansha's weekly Shonen magazine announced that Semaru Amagi and Fumiya Sato's Kendaichi Shonen no Jinkanbo R, the file of young Kendaichi Returns, manga will get a second anime adaptation of premiere in Japan in October. Lance and Mosques from Studio Gokumi. I can get this thing to work. Here we go. Yotaro Hanafusa is a descendant of the Knights of the World. With the Knights' Code of Chivalry hammered, hammered into him since childhood, Yotaro cannot stop himself from saving damsels in distress. He wears a mask and is known on the street as Night Lancer, but he has always kept his identity a secret. While on an outing, Yotaro saves a six-year-old girl, Makio Kidoin, the only child of a powerful business tycoon. When Yotaro discovers that Makio 
Armacchio leads a lonely life in a huge estate. He resolves to protect her. Resolves to protect her. He and his friends disguise themselves as lodgers and move into her mansion. That should go well. Noragami Aragoto, second season of Noragami. That should be good. One Punch Man from Madhouse Studios. The manga revolves around the titular superhero who has trained so hard that his hair has fallen out and who can overcome any enemy with one punch. However, because he is so strong, he has become bored and frustrated with winning all his battles so easily. I'm seeing a lot of hype about this about this show, so should probably check it out. Orega Ojo-sama Gaku ni Shomen Sample Toshite gets Saratakin from Silverlink. That is a mouthful. In a hidden school surrounded by mountains, young ladies of good families are taught everything a high school a high class lady needs to know. They are also completely cut off from the outside world, keeping them sheltered and innocent. However, a problem has come up recently. More and more graduates are failing to cope with the modern world after graduation. To deal with this problem, they have decided to kidnap a male commoner student and enroll him as a student. They hope that this will be a gentle way to introduce the girls to the outside world. Kaguruzaka Kimito is chosen for this dubious honor, mostly because he seems utterly average. However, the school leaders are also seen to have concluded he is a homosexual with a muscle fetish. Alright. When Kimito hears that the alternative may be castration to protect the girl's purity, he eagerly plays along with this misconception. Now he'll just have to survive the attention of many high-class young ladies that are completely out of touch with the world. Osomatsu-san from Studio Pere. Piero. Pire. Pire. Blah, blah, blah. There. Properly announced. <laughs> the series follows the characters from the Osomatsu-kun manga after they've become adults. Owari no Seraph, Nagoya Kessenhin from Wit Studio. It's the second season of Seraph of the End, aka Vampire Attack on Titan. Owari Monogatari, not Ore Monogatari, Owari, from Shaft. The anime will cover the OG formula Sodachi Riddle and Sodachi Lost chapters from the first novel, as well as the Shinobo Male chapter from the second novel. It's a sequel of some sorts to, I think, a similarly named show. Peeping Life TV Season 1, question mark, from Comics Wave. Slice of Life comedy about pitfalls of Japanese society. Pokemon X, Y, and Z. It's, it's Pokemon. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Rakudai Kishi no Iyutan. Sure. The school sword action story revolves around magic knights, modern magic users who fight with weapons converted from their souls. Ikie Kiragane goes to a school for those magic knights, but he is the failed knight, or the worst one, who is failing because he has no magical skills. However, one day he is challenged to a duel by Stella, a foreign princess and the number one student. In this duel, the loser must be obedient for life. Sakurako-san no Ashimoto ni Washitai ga uma, Umataro. Sure. The novel series revolves around Shotaru Tadawake and uh, Sakurako, Sakurako Kujo. Shotaru is a normal high school student with a serious demeanor who loves to show off his girlfriend, Sakurako. Sakurako is an extraordinarily beautiful woman in her mid-twenties from a rich family who loves beautiful bones. The two live in the city of there we go. Of Asa, Asahika, Asahikawa in, Ho, in Hokkaido, and they get, invo and get involved in various incidents regarding bones. Shin Atashin, Shin Chi, outrageous misadventures of an almost normal family with a housewife, her husband, and her two kids, Yusuke and Mikan. Wacky humor about this weird family's daily life. Shingeki Kyojin, Chugako. It's uh, Attack on Titan Junior High. That's, yeah, that's basically it. The best thing about this show can't be any worse than the than the, the way the manga has been going. Can't be any worse. Worst? Worse. <laughs> Shinmai Mao no Keakusha Burst. Second season of that. 
Sokyo no Fafner, Exodus 2, second season of that. <laughs> Star Mew from Sea Station. The story starts when Yuta Hoshia enters Ayana Academy, a story focusing on show business activities, specifically music. The Academy has a group of the three, student, the three students with the highest grades in the musical department, and they are known as the Kaokai, Cherry Blossom Flower Association. This organization stands at the top of the pecking order within the Academy. The shortcut to entering the musical department is to enter the Star Frame class, which is directly taught by the members, and to be recognized by them. Unfortunately, due to their own problems, students Toro, Kaito, Sho, Shu, and Yuta are all struggling to even remain candidates for the musical, de musical department. By a stroke of luck, however, the five are spotted by Kaokai member Otori, and they pique his interest. Subite ga F ni naro the perfect insider. <laughs> the story of the original Subite ga F ni naro novel revolves around Sohei Saikawa, a member of the Sakawa Research Lab. He goes on a vacation held by the lab, and Moe Nishinosono, the, the daughter of his mentor, joins the vacation or joins the group on their vacation despite not being a part of the lab. There, the two end up finding a corpse. The two work together to solve the mystery of what, beco of what becomes a serial murder case. Tamado Gekuen 35, Shikan Shotai. The school action fantasy is set in a world where people with magic powers are close to being wiped out. Just as the balance of power and military might had once shifted from swords to sorcery, it shifts once again to guns. Takaro Kusanagi goes to Anti-Magic Academy, a training facility for inquisitors of heretics who crack down on the dwindling threat posed by magic users. However, Takaro cannot use guns at all and can only fight with a sword. As a result, he is relegated to the 35th Test Platoon, the motley small fry platoon for poor students. One day, Uka Utori, the ultra-elite ultra pistol master who already has her qualifications for witch hunts, joins the platoon. Oh boy. This is... This is gonna be... I, I'm gonna horribly pronounce this. Utoare Rumono. Utoare no common. Actually, that wasn't too bad. From White Fox. When I came to, I realized I was standing in the middle of a vast snowy plain I knew nothing of. I didn't know how I got there, and to add that, I couldn't remember anything, not even my name. I stood there, dumbfounded, at my absurd situation, but then, but then as if to spite me further, a gigantic monster suddenly appeared, an insect-like creature that began to bear down on me. Gross. I tried desperately to run, but it cornered me into a hopeless situation. It was then that the girl appeared. Her name was Kuon. It was this beautiful girl who bore an animal's ears and tail who saved my life. Valkyrie Drive Mermaid. Part of the Valkyrie Drive project, which will include a console game, a smartphone game, and an anime. The beautiful girl sexy battle action anime is set on five artificial islands. World Trigger Isekai Kara no Tobosha. It is a new World Trigger anime, so I guess it's like a season two. Yeah, because it starts with episode one. Yeah, so that would work. Young Blackjack from Tezuka Productions. Young Blackjack. Jack. Young Blackjack is a prequel to Osamu, Osamu Tezuka's classic manga series about a brilliant maverick doctor who practices without a license. And finally, Yuroyuri Sanhai, the third season of Yuroyuri, continues following four girls to take over the former, the former room of a tea ceremony club for their own amusement. And here's your summer leftovers. Aquarian Logos, Lupin III, and Ushio Totora, or Ushio Tutora, if I can speak. And then we have some TV shorts. Amiro Koko, Rainy Color E, Yokoso, Anatori EX, Diabolic Lovers More Blood, Doshitomo Ito Ni Haratai, Harati, Haratai, sure. Fushugi no Somura-chan, Fusun Ini or Ino Tene Second Season, Hakadal the Animation, 
Itoshi no Muko, JK Mishi, Kagawane, Ketsu Kigata Kun 3, Komori Sanwo Urwa Kodowaranai, or Ni, Nai, Koabon, Kyofo Zombie Neko, Mini Vanguard 2, Miss Monochrome the Animation 3, Neko no Dayan Nihon Iiku, Onson Yusie Hakone Chan, Tante Team KZ Jikon Note, and TQ6. And then movies. Let's see. Apparently Digimon Adventure is finally going to be released. It's, they changed it to a movie and all that stuff. It's supposed to come out sometime during this full season. Uh, there's a Cyborg 009 vs. Devilman movie. There's a Dorara extra episode that will be airing. The the free prequel, High Speed, will be will also be in theaters. Yeah. It's about stuff. That's about all the stuff I know. In terms of OVAs, there's a Classroom Crisis OVA, Fate Stay Night, Unlimited Blade Works one. There's a Haikyuu special. There's some Sound Euphonium specials. Uh, Himoto Omaro-chan OVA. Mobsu Gundam The Origin. We'll get another episode. Kiriko no Basuke. We'll get an OVA episode. Nisakoi gets an OVA episode. Noragami gets one. One Punch Man. Awari no Seraph. Food Wars. Tokyo Ghoul. It looks like it says, it says Tokyo Ghoul Pinto, but I thought it said Piano the first time I read it. I was like, what on earth does that mean? <laughs> but that's gonna, that's gonna do it. In terms of fall 2015, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff's happening. And then a look ahead to winters where, winters are like a lot of stuff that came, that started in summer is going to be coming back in winter. At least there's a few shows that's going to be happening. Then that Persona 3, the last, or the, the quote unquote final Persona 3 movie is supposed to, is supposed to air in January. Don't know if they're actually going to do, if that'll be the final movie or if they'll do a fifth movie for the, the answer which is like the the epilogue, I, I guess you could say, of Persona 3. So who knows if that's going to happen. There was like a thing, there was a uh, a stamp little booklet that I think you got in the first movie that had like five slots for it. So that led to a lot of people being like, well, they're going to do five movies instead of four or what? But this would more than likely be the wrap-up movie because it's the the winner of Rebirth and Winner of Memories. And, that's, and Winner is basically when the final battle happens. Spoiler alert! And all that stuff happens. So who knows? But that's going to do it for... For fall 2015, the, the the season of sequels, essentially. There's a lot of sequels in there. There's a lot of other stuff. A lot of magical shows, it seems like. And uh, I guess that's going to do it for this episode of the Seasonal Anime Checkup. I want to thank people who supplied thoughts and opinions. Chris, you can find him at astarbselect.tumblr.com or astarbselect.com. You can find Haley at shorty-cake.tumblr.com. And thanks to Peter, who sent in an email to jared at seasonalamecheckup.com you too can do that if you have thoughts opinions you want to have your thoughts read on the show you just want to say hey this is my opinion of something you said on the podcast i disagree with it we can have a correspondence about that you can if you want to write something for the site we can negotiate something there all sorts of stuff that's jared at seasonalamecheckup.com that's the email address that's where you can email me all that stuff or you can get me on 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 twitter tumblr youtube all the stuff's on the website so, yeah, that's going to do it for another rousing edition of the Seasonal Anime Checkup podcast. Head on over to SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com in the meantime, in between episodes, if you want to read up on some stuff I'm writing about, I'll have that Baby Steps piece hopefully up soon, if I can find the time to do that. You can go back and read some of the other stuff I've written on there. You can go read some of the Does It Hold Up series, 
which is where I go back and watch anime that I watched when I was a child and see if it holds up today in 2015 or, you know, in the future. There's a, there's some reviews up on the site. There's a, there's some game columns as well. The last one I did was about the Persona 5 delay and why you shouldn't necessarily be upset about it. There's a, what else is there? There's some other columns up on the site about shows and whatnot from, from this season and past seasons as well. So that's where, that's where you should go in the meantime when uh, we're not doing this podcast. So yeah. Anyways, thank you once again for joining me on the seasonal anime checkup podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, until next time, it'll be a lot colder when I when I join you again for the final episode of 2015, which will be about, we'll talk about fall 2015, and we'll look forward to winter 2016. 2016, it's coming quickly. Get ready for it. Thanks for, wa- for watching. Thanks for listening. You're not watching this unless you're just watching a screen about it. Thanks for listening, and uh, I'll see you later on this year.